College athletes being paid has been a hot topic over the past recent years. Some believe they shouldn't be paid. Most believe they should receive their fair share of money for the revenue they bring into the NCAA. Brennan Thomas of Bleacher Report says this, Grinding through grueling workouts, practice, and games every day of the year combined with rigorous college courses, student-athletes are some of the hardest-working people in the country. I'm here to argue why college athletes should be paid, but it might not be fair for everyone. It is a perfect example of capitalism. Some athletes will be paid higher because they bring in more revenue than others. Some athletes won't even be paid at all. This relates to capitalism outside of sports as well. Like if you have a business similar to another person, but yours is dropping in popularity while theirs is rising, you can't expect to receive anywhere near equal pay and the same amount of income. Basketball is considered one of the most popular NCAA sports along with football. In 2010, an $11 billion deal was signed between broadcasting company CBS and the NCAA for television rights to a specific NCAA basketball tournament, which you can probably guess, March Madness. Recently, this deal has been extended for eight more years that will bring in the total amount for the NCAA to $1.1 billion per year off this deal. In the 2016 and 2017 year, the NCAA broke a billion dollars off of sports for the first time, and about 75% of this income was from the tournament March Madness. Now they make that just off ad revenue each year for March Madness, thanks to the players. All of this money that is made possible by them, who dedicate their college years to the sport, don't make a single penny off this. You could argue that, say, tuition, books, food, and housing are their pay. But then you look over at the billion dollars that is only possible from these athletes, and they don't get a single cent. That just does not add up. Although it is hard to get a clear, concise number for how much the tournament itself brings in annually, annually, a rough estimate is about $700 million rising each year, adding to the other sports and what they bring in for the NCAA. However, there are some rough patches when considering this, like how much should, be, how much should they be paid, and should the bigger and better athletic schools athletes be paid more? You have to, then you have to factor in the idea of scarcity. When considering pays for these players, there's only so much money that the NCAA can pay them because they have employees there at the NCAA company too, and they need income. The answer is simple, capitalism. If one school does better and brings in more views and revenue, pay these athletes more. From a pool of money that is dedicated to paying the players, the essential part of revenue for the NCAA, the better teams and schools are paid higher amounts than the teams who weren't as good or didn't bring in as much money for the company. However, there are some trade-offs when you consider paying these athletes. For example, if the NCAA were to pay one school's athletes more than another, then there's going to be less money that they can pay to other schools for the same sport, which they might consider unfair. The opportunity costs of these tough decisions are happiness of the school with the NCAA and the athletes who play for them which could cause debate and demand for change. As stated earlier, it's a capitalist game. Work harder, do better, and you will be rewarded more. When deciding who should be paid more, there is a trade-off between equality and efficiency. To be efficient, they need to pay athletes a certain amount based off the revenue that they bring in 
accordingly, without exceeding a certain limit that could damage the income of the company of the NCAA. The equality factors in when a team deserves more money based on performance than another. The NCAA needs to be efficient with how much money they give to each team and athlete so they can continue to raise popularity and total revenue without overspending. Football is the other top popular sport, along with basketball in the NCAA, which also rakes in a hefty amount of the NCAA's earnings. Football, like March Madness, has its bowl games, which brings in loads of money, especially the national championship and the bowl games leading to the national championship. I will not get into the numbers with football as it is very similar to basketball. Lots of viewers, ads, sponsorships, etc., that bring in loads of money and revenue. With all this, the facts show that college athletes deserve to be paid. Paying these athletes could also be beneficial for the economy and positively impact the circular flow of goods, services, resources, and money. The way it will leave a positive impact is because giving on, giving all of these athletes money, they will be able to spend They'll be able to spend this money on goods and services, which gives revenue to other businesses who are then able to use the money from more sales to help boost the economy and better product and pay higher taxes to the government, which will allow government to produce more goods and services for the people. The next big question, should all college athletes of all sports be paid or just the ones who bring in the bulk of revenue? So should all athletes be played besides basketball and football? The answer to that may not be fair in some eyes, but no. Not all athletes from all sports should be paid. I'm not saying that there are sports that are unentertaining or bad sports at all, but college sports that aren't basketball or football just don't bring in nearly enough money to be able to pay each and every athlete who who competes in the sport. Quickly, I would like to recommend that you check out Mike and Joe's podcast. That is also the same topic as mine about should college athletes be paid or not, and listen to their thoughts as it is very well put together and they make very good points throughout their podcast. Not only should they be paid by the NCAA, but college athletes should also be able to benefit from their names, like with jersey sales and for other things like video games. As a result of this, the athletes would be able to make a lot of money off their name, which does not affect the NCAA at all. As Michael Wilbin from ESPN states, what would stop a star player from agreeing to shake hands at a local car dealership for $50,000? The answer is nothing. If the car dealer wants to strike that deal, then good for the player in question. This quote wants to just get across the point that benefiting from your name does not affect the NCAA at all, so it should not be prohibited. The NCAA could also benefit off of this. If players were able to benefit from their name, there would be a large demand for things like jerseys. Considering the demand for jerseys, the NCAA should be able... The NCAA should... To produce their jerseys and supply them to people at the price they get to decide. They could also decide how much of the product to supply. And and depending on the amount they supply, considering the huge demand for the product the NCAA could control the prices of the product, which can bring in lots of money for them, as well as benefiting the athletes whose names are being sold and profited from, 
so it is a win-win for both parties. When considering the marginal analysis of producing things like jerseys and video games, although the production will cost lots of money, the profit would be through the roof and would help both the NCAA company and the athletes. Abigail Hess of CBNC reported on a study that showed this. An overwhelming 80% of all students and 83% of athletes agreed that college athletes should be paid if their image is used for purpose such as selling merchandise. This shows that the players want it, which could further the argue that, show, that it is a win-win situation and both, com- both company and players would be p- getting paid. Another reason athletes should be paid is because of the risk of injury. Say you have a five-star prospect who came from nothing. They're bound to go pro and earn north of a million dollars as a pro. But tragedy strikes, like you tear your ACL or get a horrible spinal injury that could cost you your career. The chances of going pro and earning what you could have before this are much slimmer, which is another reason these athletes should be guaranteed money in college in case something like this happens. Zion Williamson is an example he is the number one pick of the NBA draft, but he suffered an injury in college with Duke. The injury would come back to haunt him as he would miss upwards of two months, which lost him a large amount of money as he would have been able to profit from his name and from games. Although Zion was lucky because he's still in the league and he is turning out to be a big star, so he will get a lot of that money back. For other athletes, though, who aren't as gifted as Zion, an injury like this could cost a career and millions of dollars. Also, I would like to recommend that you check out Bennett Woodliffe's podcast about why college athletes should be paid as well. He makes some great points and provides a solid argument that is interesting as well as very informing. Considering all of the evidence and positives of paying college athletes, I firmly believe that college athletes should be paid. Although it may be an unfair system to some, It's a capitalist country, and you have to fight for your share. The amount of work these players put in, the billion-dollar business the athletes create themselves, risk of injury, and gaining money for the NCAA, and much more, I believe the NCAA should pay their athletes their fair share. Thank you for listening.